listening to Around Comics. Oh, you are listening to Around Comics, episode 430, Trade Talks, All-Star Superman, uh, Volume 1, Volume only Volume 1, right? Like, I guess it's Volume 1 and 2, technically. Volume 1 and technically. 2, but it is, it is a, or a 12-issue limited series. 12-issue maxi-series, maxi, series, maxi by Grant Morrison and Frank Quitely. Uh, the wonderful Superman. What's happening, fellas? I, I know we're all excited to jump into All Star Superman. We've been we've been reading it and talking about it and loving and, it, uh, loving it, caressing it, and uh, yeah. feel good sounds it, with it. it. It's like one of those things where when it came out, people are like, "Oh, this is like an instant classic," and then as time has gone by, it's like, "Oh, wait." Like, yeah, actually, you're it right. Is. <laughs> like, oh, wait, like, yeah. this time this it was will true. be a thing that like lasts for a long time. That, like, it will have like a resonating influence for a long time. Where it's like, it, it's weird, right? Because, like, so much of like, it's there's su- such a rush to like, um, mark things as important. Or like this is like a seminal thing, and now like people did that at the time, and now as time has passed, it's like, oh yeah, actually yes, that is correct. Actually, you were not completely full yeah, of shit. This right. time it worked. It's like, oh my god, yeah, you're right. This as like my own life has changed from the first time I've read this to like having kids and like maturing in my own life like how i look Feel, on feeling book. your own mortality <laughs> yeah and like yeah yeah exactly and like looking at this story like oh my god like you like this is even more resonant and like deeper than it was when i read it would before in my like when i was younger like it's <laughs> it's hard to make one of those things and they did it when i was young yeah, and it's like, oh my god! Like, I made the mistake of reading the issue where um, he goes back to visit Pa Kent oh. on the train into work one day, and I was like tearing up because I haven't read it in a while. And now that I am a dad, I was like, oh, Grant Morrison, you softy, Mister <laughs> like, Bitch, Grant Morrison, you, you made me cry in public. Mr. Everyone, like, oh, he, this guy is so deep and, like, complicated. And it's like, you're a softie. You're just, like, you know, well, you're just, th- like. This is absolutely Grant Morrison. Like, it's a love letter, right? Like, I mean, oh, this yeah. is a love letter to Superman. This is a love yeah. letter to sort of the, the Silver Age Superman. Actually, all, I mean, Golden Age, Silver Age. He, he He's able to sort of combine things so well um in this and yet it doesn't feel dated it's it's incredibly modern it's futuristic it's it's a wonder why like you know it and it doesn't it it's not complicated it's not a comp it's not a bunch of complicated i mean they're very well written stories yeah but it's like why don't more people write superman this way yeah Um, i think that's his point (laughs) yeah right like it's sort of what he's trying to do I was thinking about it before we started tonight that, you know, I was thinking about New X-Men, which I think we all really enjoyed yeah. and, and love that that run that, that Morrison did yeah. on X-Men. 
but I think in that he a lot of a lot of the purpose, at least in that first volume, was I'm going to shed all of the baggage that has been heaped onto this onto this comic, and we're going to start new, right? And we're going to go in this very new direction and, and kind of scrape away the past. Yeah. And then you have this book, which is I'm going to put my arms around the past and and hold it tight to me you know it's it's it is a love letter and so very different approach and i think they both work well but in you know for different reasons right yeah i mean it's so um it's so ridiculously compassionate is like everything about all-star superman is about just like superman being kind and like characters being kind in like every moment where like someone could do something awful, actually, like the thing you should do is be nice, right? And like it's such like a uh, a twist on sort of the um, the way we look at like Silver Age stuff is like Silver Age stuff reads so like Superman's mean because <laughs> like it's so weird. <laughs> like the situations he finds himself in like to our modern eyes feels so like he's like being mean. Like, why would you do that to Jimmy Olsen? Why would you do these things? Why would you have these robots to do these jokes? Right. And like, but that's not how people saw it at the time. And it's not how Grant Morrison sees it, obviously. And Frank Whiteley, you know, like they obviously stripped that away to get back to that sense of like, it's actually, he's, he, Superman could solve all these problems like in the snap of his finger, right? Like he could do anything he wants, like super fat, but like he chooses to be compassionate and to be nice and to like do the thing that's harder to like help people, right? And that's so like resonant, you know, like over the years has become even more like profound to me of like the idea that Superman could solve all these things like immediately. Mm -hmm. Like he doesn't need to take all this time all the time, but he wants like, he wants Lex to be a good guy. He wants like, he like good inside you. Yeah. He wants everything. He wants like the best resolution for everything. He wants that star eater to live its best life. Yeah, he doesn't want the easy. He doesn't want the easy solution to everything. Like he knows, like he chooses the harder path for everything. And well, like, I think he also. I mean, he realizes, like, as incredibly powerful as as he is, mm-hmm. he can't always fix everything. He can't always yeah. be everywhere. He does yeah. have to sort of choose to some degree. And I love, you know, like the the first issue in it you know is is kind of a throwback to him on the farm he's young and and pa kent is like what are the odds why did you come to us like what are the chances you fall from the stars and you land in our field like what what are the chances of that happening why did that everything happens for a reason but why that and it's like well we all know why we all know why and, you, and then he goes on to show you why for 11 more epi- or issues, you know, of, mm-hmm. of like the, the difference between him and then later, you know, later on, all the other characters that he comes across. Yeah. 
and and how they weren't raised by two really good people that thought about other people and em- empathized with people and kindness and kindly, kind, just, kindly you know. couple. Yeah. yeah, just having like compassion for other people and like every opportunity to be like, I'm going to use my power to vanquish you is instead like I'm going to use my power to teach you a lesson about how you should use your own. Yeah. Like, well, I mean, you you were talking about, about how he could fix everything, but that's what that, I mean, that it's kind of the core of it is this relationship between, between Superman and, and Luthor, you know, that is kind of all the way through it. And like Lex thinks that he can fix humanity. And Superman thinks that he can help humanity be better, right? Yeah. And there's, that's two very different things. It's it's fixing them by force or well, helping them where you can, right? It's a challenge, right? It's like, Lex, yeah. can you do the hard thing? The harder path. And help people. Because that's harder than, like, what you do now. What you do now is you think you can solve everything, but, like... I, you know, in that, that issue, the, the interview where Superman just wants Lex to be good, just like, this is your opportunity to say like, you know what, I'm going to be the good guy. And he just wants him to do that. And that's the time we see him get angry is like Lex refuses to just like, I'll be the good guy and I'll protect people once Superman's gone. And like, I'll just like do those things. And like, that makes, that's the one, that's the time we see Superman get angry is that he can't get Lex to just like be good, even though he knows it's in him, you know, like he (laughs) sees that potential. Did you love the juxtaposition and that whole um, interview scene where it's the, the, the frumpish, you know, Clark, yeah. oh, who I mean, really is the strongest one there. And this, like, you know, kind of like man-child bravado. I mean, it's so, what Frank Quitely does right in these issues is so, it's so awesome. Like, how he makes Superman feels so big whenever you see Superman. He feels huge, mm-hmm. but he feels not scary. But also, Clark Kent feels just as huge and feels like pathetic, opish. Yeah, yeah. it's just so like it's such a incredible thing that they made like these twelve issues. That like, and I haven't read it in a couple years, and maybe it's just me being like an old softy now that I have kids. (laughs) Having read it, where I was like, oh, I was like, damn, like this is like. Like it's it's pretty incredible. Like just like the thing they made. Like yeah. just like, as as a work. As, as like, a work. Where I'm just something like, you oh, can pull man. off the shelf and yeah, I was like, just like killed it on this thing. Yeah. yeah, it artistically, I mean it's unbelievable. Like issue after issue. Chris, you had said it when we were chatting, like the the issue with um where he goes to let to prison to interview oh, Lex. Yeah. That entire issue is just like a tour de force of what you can possibly do in a comic book page. Yeah. How to like, how to make comics. Oh my God. It's it's everything you could possibly want. And Quietly's just he's unbelievable. And and like you know, we talked about before the idea that 
he's one of the few artists that is good enough that you know the body shape, the the, the design, everything is the same between Superman and Clark Kent. He doesn't make them any smaller, but he makes them look smaller. He makes them look like believable that he could yeah. hide in this persona, in this in this alter ego, you know, just slumping his shoulders and sort of his body language. And one, one of the, of the things few I artists think I, that that's able to do that, right? He's one of the few, I think. Yeah. But one of the things I love so much about this, and it was not that it was a gag, but they they did it over and over again was whenever Clark was in you know, was around, something would happen and he would sort of trip and fall, but inadvertently he's saving yeah. someone or he's stopping someone from doing something. He's stopping Lex from getting electrocuted. Yeah. And, it, and the guy from shoot, like, even in those moments, Superman is like saving Lex. He yeah. just wants Lex yeah. to, like, he sees the potential for Lex to be something better than what he is. And he just wants Lex to be that. And like, yeah, I mean, that issue, like the thing that is amazing about these 12 issues is there's like multiple issues within these 12 issues where you're like, that's maybe one of the best things I've read. Right. Like, you know, there's that one. There's the one about Superman going back to see his dad mm -hmm. and like, which is just like a, an amazing single issue. There's issue 10 which is essentially about the idea that like a world without Superman would just invent Superman, which is just such like both like a, like one of the things I love about this is like a lot of times when we talk about like Grant Morrison stuff, you talk about like, Oh, it's such a high level heady stuff. But like what makes all-star Superman so cool is that it's grounded in such like true emotional stuff. Like real, like there's something emotional about the idea that like Superman, the idea of Superman coming to save you, whether it's the girl who's going to jump off the building or yeah. Superman figures out how to use the, uh, the Kryptonians and Kandor to save those kids. You know, like there's something about that that is both fantastical and just like super emotional. And do you, just do you like, think, do you think that, it was kind of that perfect marriage of Morrison's. Oh, weirdness. this issue that that sound. That's also like someone could be like, "That's the best issue of a comic book I've ever read." I'd be like, "Yeah, there's like three or four of those in this round." Right. Like, yeah, you might be right. That might be one of the the Lois Lane going to uh, the Fortress of Solitude issue is so incredible because it's such right. like a great story about like uh, about like someone being scared of Superman kind of in a way. You know, and I wanted, to, I wanted to bring this up because, you know, in reading it again, I was thinking about other things outside of just the stories itself and just sort of some of the things that yeah. Morrison and Quietly were kind of saying in this book. And two of the things that stuck out to me, and I think they relate to one another, is, is, is the idea that Superman is misunderstood and that most people, even, even good people, can't quite comprehend Superman's goodness. And yeah. it's like Lois in this issue, she starts yeah. to think that Superman has some sort of evil yeah. plan. And she can't believe that he's Clark Kent. She can't believe that he would 
hide himself, that he would be Clark Kent. She and she starts to think that he brought her the here. And obviously, there's there's another element yeah. where you know she gets uh, that gas. You know, kind of makes her paranoid. But that's still there. Like she doesn't that's understand. Very silver agey. Yeah. That's very like. But but then the other the other thing I was thinking was like, oh, it, that issue with Lex makes so much sense. Of like. He's this, you know, he's maybe the smartest man on the planet, but he can't tell that Superman is Clark Kent. And it's his hubris because yeah. he couldn't possibly fathom yeah. that someone could have that kind of power and, and, and just, hide behind yeah. Clark Kent. Yeah. Um, and so it wouldn't be the scientist's son. Yeah. Like yeah. in one of the later issues where he's like, yeah, I am my father's son, where maybe I watch more than I act. Right, like the idea that someone could be so powerful and have humility and like not be like obsessed with that, yeah. I mean, yeah, it, it's it's yeah, that's what makes it so great. <laughs> Do you think it was it was a, a perfect marriage for Morrison to be able to use some really out there, crazy Silver Age? ideas like you know morrison with the the you know bottle city it's well, i mean what, it's, it's what perfect, he right? does with all that silver age stuff is so cool in that he grounds it in like a true emotional space mm -hmm. you know where he's like everything superman superman inspires the the kryptonians of candor to be heroes in like a way that like they weren't before. Yeah. Curing right? cancer. Like, yeah. Like it's <laughs> yeah. like, oh my God. Like, and, and, and the way they do that, which can seem so trite and so lame and so sort of like, ugh, it feels, has like such a gut punch when yeah. it's like, actually, in that issue 10, Superman figures out how to maximize everything. You know, like he is like, why didn't I think of this before? Even Superman admits his own like weakness that he was like, I should have seen this before that we could use them to do this. Yeah. I mean, like that issue 10 is such like, it's such a combination of being so high minded, but also like grounded in like real emotional stuff that when you read it, you're like, Oh, that's like, I don't know. Like, I feel that I like the emotion of that issue of like what Superman means, like still hits me and it probably hits me more than I did when I first read it, where I was probably more thinking about the high minded stuff than I was like now that I'm older and I'm sort of like, Oh, like I get that. Like this idea of someone like, how, what do I leave behind? You know, and like, how do how do I leave it? Like, yeah. Well, I, what I, is my legacy, right? Like, what is? Yeah. Yeah. Have I, have I mean, I accomplished enough. It's like, goddamn, Grant Morrison <laughs> and Frank Quietly, you like, and it's so incredible because, like I said before, like Superman, Superman has so much baggage, right? And he's got all these Silver Age things that people think are lame, and. I don't know if you guys read the Chip Kid introduction to the Absolute Edition. Yeah. He explains it. He's like, somehow these guys found a way 
to bring all this stuff in and make it resonate and make it like meaningful. And you're just like, Oh my God, like I, I get this. Like I, like I, like that when those Kryptonians try and take over and he sends them to the phantom zone and Superman shows them a moment of like compassion when he could crush them and instead shows them what they could be and they grab it, you know? And they're like, Oh my God, this is what I could be like. That is so powerful. That's, but it's also tied into such a, what many people consider a lame silver age type story, but they find, he find, they find a way to tell that story in a way that's just like, Oh, like that, like resonates with me. Yeah. Morrison has talked if um, Sal, you could bring up the the cover to issue one and he's talked about how that drawing that, that quietly did um, I think before they, you know, before they decided it was the cover or whatever he, he was, he was drawing things out and how that was kind of the inspiration for their version of Superman. Yeah. It's not the, you know, the, the, strapping, you know, hands-on yeah. hip, powerful pose. It's it's Superman sitting on a hill quietly contemplating. You know, it's like yeah. someone that you could walk so, up and sit next to. Sitting on a cloud, I think. Yeah. So, guys, I have to ask you, mm-hmm. having reread this, what is the moment within the – because, like, this brings it up. Like, what's the thing that you read it that – because here's the thing, Grant Morrison and Frank Whiteley are awesome at also being like, this is an awesome idea. This thing we're going to have on one page mm-hmm. that just exists. That's not like a major moment, but like, this is rad what we're doing right here. Like, this, <laughs> like this, they do it all the time in all 12 issues where it's like, this is like Superman playing fetch with crypto where they're like, throwing trees into space and they're sitting on the moon is just rad. That's just like a cool, like just like embracing what they are, you know, moment that happens so much in the series. Like which moment, which, yeah. Like like just a little thing that you're like, Oh, that is, that's cool. Like, Oh, I, like, I'm more on the gag side. I think that Jimmy Olsen in a in in a dress uh, is a great yeah. moment. <laughs> Jimmy, that whole issue is so great because it's it's awesome that Superman's afraid of dying. Yeah, like that's the thing. In like Jimmy Olsen, like the turn could be Jimmy Olsen's going to crush him, but he sets the reminder on his watch to wake him up from being doomsday. And that's all it takes. You know, like it's like, it's such like a, like a, uh, like such a cool moment. Yeah. I mean, like, yeah, like I said, like any of these 12 issues, someone could be like, that's like a, the best comic I've read. And I'd be like, yeah, I mean, I can't, can't argue with that. Or like when he defeats the dinosaur dudes, right. <laughs> I love that issue. And he brings him back down. And the, the dad of the dinosaur guy is like, yeah, I don't know why he did that. Samson convinced him to do it. And like Superman's got to deal with these two dudes, Samson, <laughs> who he could just beat. But he's got to like, 
deal with, right? And it's such like a silver age issue, right? You know, oh, like how do I? I deal was going to ask the, the 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 dinosaur men. I mean, were that is are those is that a silver age story? I'm from sure the they showed up somewhere, but okay. like just the idea of like I got to deal with these two dudes. Like they still find like a way for Superman to be like because when he answers the Sphinx's question, it's not like Superman knows that's the right answer. He's like, "This is my answer," and it's like, "Yeah, that's right." You know, <laughs> like that's, I don't know. There's something about that that like shade of that how he answers it that I'm always like, "Ah, that's great." You know, it's, it's I like. Amazing. This was a sequence that stuck out to me, and it's just a little moment, but it's one of those little things where it's like Lois and 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 Superman, yes. you know, come into Metropolis and crawls tearing this the city apart, and then Samson picks him up and throws him in the outer space <laughs> through, through 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 the ISS. Yeah, through through the International Space Station. But then in this panel right here, he's like, Crawl's uh, lungs just burst. So he like he he recognized the fact that you know this was such overkill. You didn't need to throw the guy into fucking space. And then he flies up there mm. and he comes back and brings him down and then brings him home. And it's mm. just it's that sort of compassion where these two other idiots they're not even they don't even care. They don't they don't yeah. think about that. You yeah. know they, they have no concern about that whatsoever. And it's just that's the difference between you know Atlas and Samson and Superman. You can be a strong man. That doesn't make you a Superman. Well, you know, yeah. Tom talked, no, Tom talked right. about yeah. him taking the, the hard path. Like you said, he could have taken them out at any point, but he's taking the hard path, right? Yeah, I mean, Sal, that's such a great point about, like, just the compassion of, like, you can be as strong as you want, right? I mean, that, and that's so great about, like, when he gets super pumped with the sun's energy, as they talk about, it's not just his strength, it's his compassion. It's like everything about him is like super juiced. Amplified. That includes his like, yeah, like he's like, he doesn't want to hurt anyone. He just want like, and he goes so out of his way to like, not like, not do that. It's yeah. I mean, it's dope. The other pages, I think, a couple that really stuck with me was the one where he's sort of sitting in a chair in his fortress dictating his last yeah. testaments. Like, that was really... Yeah. And like I said, as a 51-year-old who, you know, to be completely honest, like, I'm on the downward slope of my yeah. life, you know what I mean? Like, uh, that kind of stuff is like, yeah, there's, you know, I, everyone faces that, even, even Superman. Yeah. But then... The last page, and I actually I want to pull it out because I think it's it's a cool page. Um, hold on, I hate going back and forth between. This Do you page. guys have a favorite page? I don't know. I didn't really think about it in that way, but I wanted like I love the last page, or at least the last one. Let's see, not the last page. <laughs> Project two. This page, though, yeah, um, of like you know, one just the idea, you know, the, sort of the aesthetic of it, the, mm -hmm. the sort of man from tomorrow aesthetic, but also the idea that you know, and Lois says it on the page before, it's like he'll be back when he's done, Jimmy. 
And when he's, he's done, he knows where to find me. And it's like, yeah, he's, he's in the sun building a heart. You know what I mean? Like he's, he's, yeah. he's got work to do. And because of course, back. because of course that's what he's doing. And of it course, makes sense. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Of course, that's what Superman's doing. And, and so that, that page certainly, I, I just, I love that it ended sort of like that. The, you know, there's the, the bit of an epilogue with yeah. that, but you know, that idea, I think more than anything of just yeah. like, yeah, Lois knows who he is and knows that he's alive and knows what he's doing and he's got stuff to do. And, and like I said, yeah, of course that's what he's doing. Yeah, I am. Um, I, I, the, the first page I love because it's Superman's origin in what four four panels. Yeah, it's it's just just perfect. Uh, the intro. My to it. favorite singular moment is when um, that girl in the Lex issue who's the one who's leading Clark Kent from underneath the prison tells Lex that he doesn't have his eyebrows. Yes. <laughs> what the hell was that? I didn't, I didn't it's understand such a that. Lex moment because Lex is so vain. Yes. Yeah. That he can't like, <laughs> he can't like. <laughs> That's his niece, right? Isn't that Lex's yeah, niece? That's his niece. Yeah. 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 He's so vain. He Lex is everything that's bad about humanity. And mm. Superman's everything that's good about humanity. Like all they can, Lex is vain. And that page with like, the with the Superman monkey, Jesus. Yeah, and Lex. all Lex can do is like think about everything he thinks he could do. Like I could do this or I could do that, and Superman's like, "You have three. You're gonna have three weeks to do, do it. Do, Why do don't it. you do it? Yeah. Like I know there's good in you. Like where did he lose his eyebrow? I, I tried to find it. I couldn't find the panel. So somewhere. it was such an odd like non sequitur yeah. in some ways of like wh why does he not have eyebrows alopecia he just has alopecia so and then he draws it and but it goes back to like in the beginning and he's talking about uh the superman swoosh the sort of yeah men trim their eyebrows yeah. to, to be like supermans and <laughs> yes and uh and then yeah he draws on his own so yeah what an eyebrow I mean, talk in that episode it's yeah, again, amazing. Amazing in that, like, I having reread it, the issue where he goes back to say goodbye to his dad is so, like, such a well-done single issue of a comic. Because I had read it before, and I yeah. forgot... I forgot the punchline. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like I forgot the payoff. Mm -hmm. And when I read it again, I was like, "Oh shit, that's that's like, right." God I remembered it, but it was also just like, this "God damn you guys, you <laughs> fucking got me." Like, Which we had actually uh, seen. We had seen that Superman earlier, right? Yeah, it, he talks to yeah. Lois, and he like they still set it up. And the part where the bandaged Superman's just like hanging out, just standing like, just, there, right? Standing there, like just like shooting the shit with the dad, right here, like hanging out is like. And then when you get the payoff, and you're like, oh, like because it's all about like it's. I maybe I'll get emotional talking about this because <laughs> I've had a few drinks, right? But it's all it's about like when the younger Superman doesn't recognize what's happening and he's in such a rush to like well that's every i think that's 
every child, right? Like, isn't yeah. it, it just speaks to you as a, as, as, I lost my father when I was 24 years old, 23. Yeah. And all you think about for years after that sort of a thing is what didn't I say? Did it, did, you know, was he proud of me? Did yeah. I tell him I loved him? Did it, you know what I mean? So like, it's him making up for that mistake of not being there that last moment, knowing that he can't save him, but just being yeah. able to spend that last moment with him, how important that is to uh, him now that he's facing his own his mortality. Yeah. 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 It's like, God damn, Grant Morrison, you son of a bitch, Frank Quietly. You guys, how'd you do this? Tom, who read this before he had kids and was like, this is good. This is good. And now that I have kids, I'm like, uh, I'm on the train reading this. Like, my eyes are tearing up because I'm like, oh, I get like, like all Superman has created this elaborate situation to go back and just like see his dad. And you're right, Sal, about the thing about like, I kind of for the way they set it up is like, the cool thing is what they do is they let you, even though you know the end, they set it up so that you can kind of forget the end. Yeah. You they're, know, they're you know, like, you. I mean, that's why he's wearing bandages. And it's like, you're thinking about Mitzelplik. Why is Mitzelplik? You know, like, that's what yeah, I'm like. Yeah. And you had they this whole other story. You of always read it for the first time again. Yeah. You know, right. like, and like, oh, like, that's a very Silver Age twist, right? Like, Absolutely. to the end of a thing. And it's like, but what they by doing that they give you permission every time you read it to have that same like gut punch like sort of like oh like he just like he now recognizes as he's ending his uh, like his own mortality like I want to go back and like that three minutes that the chronovore stole from my from me and my dad I'm now yeah. going to have that moment I'm going right? to get that back and he, yeah, but he. The other two things I love about that issue is one, you know, he's bandaged up because he knows he can't he can't let his father know it's him, mm -hmm. but he still gets to have that moment. He can't save his father. He can't change the future. He knows that. And also, the other two supermen are like, yeah, yeah. of course, we, of course, we'll help you with this. Yeah. Or of course, we want you to see your, you know, your father one last time. And yeah. so we'll go back in time. And yeah, yeah it's just the like Superman creates a legacy of compassion. Yeah, right. Like all the other Supermen are built around like, I will do the thing that helps somebody, you know, like, it, and like, that's what Superman becomes, you know, is like, as far into the future as you want to go is like, that's what he's about. So I, Nick Lindsay is on the YouTube uh, mm -hmm. chat here and he's, he's posted a few things I want to get our feedback on because mm -hmm. he's uh, it's, it seems like he's new to the, to the YouTube and, and, uh, but has been a listener to the podcast. So I think this is the first time he's actually seen yeah. our mug. I, I, I hope we didn't disappoint you too badly. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he, might, he may go back to podcasts only. Yeah. He may have logged off. Yeah. <laughs> Um, but he, he asks, uh, you guys notice people outside of the U.S. have the best perspective of what Superman symbolizes for society. Um, I, I, I don't know. I, I, I mean, honestly, I can't say I've noticed that. Not that I, I, yeah. I mean, but it's interesting to think, you know, that, I, you know, Superman is sort of the ideal of what the American dream is supposed to be. Yeah. 
Yeah. yeah. And I think, I think that's a good statement that, yeah, I think people from outside of the United States that may not be as cynical and as I think people that live here. And I think that's where the compassion comes in, right? Yeah. Like Superman wants you, wants everyone to be happy. And he wants everyone, like, and he is trying to, like, I mean, the the choice that they make in all of these stories is, like, it's so interesting, right? Like, the times where Superman gives in, not gives in, but the times when Superman uses his po- power to do something, right? Like, where it's, like, I'm going to crush... Uh, toy man's like giant robot because like this is like taking too much time away from me doing other things Mm -hmm. that are important you know like like there's such a recognition i guess like which i would need to think more about about the idea of like power versus like compassion and being like there are times when i could just do what i want whenever i want to versus like the thing that I think was actually better and actually kinder to you is to like sh- display like a better type of behavior, which seems so lame and so simple, but is actually probably like, the healthier thing in life to like show to someone is like, I would rather show you like the nicer way to be. It's a, it's a, it's a, a battle of ego. You know, it's a battle. It's a, it's, I mean, I, to relate it to something that I can relate it to, which would be Mm -hmm. jujitsu. Um, you know, I'm a pretty big guy, you know, I'm 240 pounds and, and there's lots of times where I might be sparring with someone that's a lot lighter than me. And, you know, certainly I can just out muscle someone. I could just use my strength, my size and, and smash somebody. And, but what does that that accomplish you know what is it's not helping them it's not really helping me it just it just strokes my ego you know what i mean but they might be better than me technically and i might you know lose to someone that's smaller than me if i don't use my strength but that is really more of a victory yeah i'm gonna learn from that i'm gonna get better technically that kind of a thing and i think that's it's it's ego it's superman doesn't have an ego he yeah, doesn't, that's you know, the thing that makes him so like interesting, right? Is like their version of Superman so egoless, yeah, so like not the thing that like makes almost Christ like, yeah. Oh, but but yeah. also like not the thing that makes it harkens back, and that that's what I think like makes issue 10 so incredible is about it harkens back to what makes superman like the fundamental thing so important is that egolessness you know of like there is someone in the universe who will do good to do good and the idea of that is so powerful and so like well i think i mean if you, you, you know tom if you if you you know, if you think about it from the perspective of like, why is Superman, you know, he's created by these two Jewish kids in 1938 yeah. mm-hmm. and yet has survived all this time and has been this paragon of, yeah. you know, truth and justice and, and all those things. Yeah. And 
and it's like, well, you had these two kids that were growing up in mm-hmm. in nineteen in the nineteen thirties in New York. Uh, they were, I'm sure, yeah. they were, you know, oppressed to a certain degree. That you're you're watching the world, you're watching Germany, you know, extinguish uh, yeah. your race and 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 that kind of thing. And they were bullied and and you know, subjugated all these things. And they create this character that has the power to change that and to fight back. Yeah. And the ultimate, the powerful. ultimate immigrant. It's powerful. Yeah. It really is. And, and, but it's, I think the part of that power is just like, in some way we all feel like, you know, there ha- that there is a certain right and wrong, right? Like there is, yeah. Like using using your power unjustly, we have we all have an innate sense like that is wrong. Not everyone, but I think most people do, and I think that's why Superman is so powerful. Still, no matter what people think, like no matter you know people think he's lame or whatever it is, it's like there's something there about the just the fundamental thing of like someone with the strength to fight a bully. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, and and that's what Superman is. He's he he has the power to defeat any bully, but he doesn't use it to become a bully. And that's the, you know, what I mean, it's too many people. I think we see and and yeah. said yeah. it's more it's more poignant now than ever because we see so many people with power that are bullies mm-hmm. yeah. that don't use it to protect anyone, that don't use it to fight the good, and people. it's applauded. And it is, and it's and it's something nowadays that is very much, you know, heralded of like, you know, in this weird culture that we live in, uh, you know, it's like if you're a billionaire, you're uh, you obviously have all the answers, or you know what I mean, or if you're if you're super famous, you you're you're yeah. you're you know infallible, and and it's like that's so insane, like that's not use you know use your power for good, use There's your power good in you, yeah. 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 I mean, it is the thing that is really great about All Star Superman is like a reassertion of why Superman is important. And like that issue 10, for as high minded as it is, is like an assertion of like Superman is why this exists. Like, why, like, superheroes exist? And why, like, why do we even love the idea of heroes? And why do we, like, are, why are we attracted to them? Like, they tell a story about, like, uh, like, reasserting that reality of, like, listen, if you lived in a world, <laughs> we live in, if we lived in a world without Superman, you'd invent a Superman. Because that, because you need that. Someone needs to believe in that, like that high-minded ideal, and that's like, it's just, it's just, it's powerful. Yeah, I love the Earth, the Earth Q thing, where it's like, yes, Superman will exist if you let things progress naturally, right? Yeah, I mean it, it, and it's like. Again, they find a way to like make it not lame. Yeah. What did yeah. you guys? Uh, what did you guys think of the Bizarro? Oh, <laughs> it was so funny because it's so like 
Because, like, the thing is, it's such a great joke about Bizarro. But in the end, they still find a way to make it about Zabaro still carries Superman to the fucking rocket. <laughs> he still saves him. Zabaro could take that moment to be like, I'm going to escape. But instead, in that moment, inspired by Superman, he becomes like, more like Superman. Becomes more like, like, yeah. more like Superman. And Zabaro and all his like lame ass, like, like, I get it, dude. You're not the like. It's a joke, right? Zabaro's a joke. It's so f- Zabaro's such a funny joke about <laughs> like, right? But like, has there has there ever been a Bizarro issue where the Bizarro dialogue is better written? Oh um, no, no, you're it, right. You're it, right. It's so incredibly well written. Where you have to kind of take a little time sometimes to study what he's saying. I was a little high when I was reading that issue. <laughs> no, does, no, it took a little while to get through that one. Sally, you're right. <laughs> that is a killer job of the consistency of it. And yes. Like the way, like, it's like, oh, I get. And Superman figures it out kind of at the same time you yeah, do. Yeah, 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 yeah. Right? As the you're reader. Like, what I'm did like, he say? Oh, yeah. yeah, like. Uh, it, it's great. The Zabaro is such a great joke of the Bizarro Bizarro. <laughs> and he could just be a joke, but they still find a way in the end. He's it's a tragic. Hero. He's a yeah. sad character. I mean, yeah. he, he's very sad. Uh, you know, it's like he's trapped in this world. He's he's you know, the only normal yeah. or, you know, abnormal. Yeah. Well, and it's another sort of like, Harkening back to the origin of Superman, of like a, a a person out of their place, a person that feels you know out yeah. of yeah, like we all do. Like yeah, we're all misfits and weirdos, and we don't fit in, and like that's you know it, yeah. But still, in the end, Zabaro in that moment where he could take the opportunity, where you feel like oh, he's gonna try and escape, he helps Superman escape. Mm-hmm. Uh, like there's like there's something about the way they structure all those stories about like they give all these characters their moments to like be heroes you know and inspired by Superman like from the Kryptonians that show up to like they always like they find like a really cool way to be like Superman inspires this, he inspires Zabaro to be better. That Kryptonian, and, the Kryptonian uh, issue, it's like at the very end, you know, even though he doesn't want to send them to the Phantom Zone, his last thing on it is like, well, at least there'll finally be some law and order in there. Yeah. yeah. And then you see them sort of like, yeah. you know, they're that's okay. Their yeah, yeah, that's their thing. So they can be happy in there as well. Like, the, you know, it's like, but like the part where they're like, in this moment, you showed me compassion. Yeah. In like, you could have, you know, been and that's cool. another. It's another part where Superman's misunderstood because they don't. They're like, why have you not taken over this planet? What is your problem? Yeah. Why are you sitting here? And he's and and Superman's answer to that isn't even. It it's. You know, it's like, well, why would I judge them? Why would I put my morality on a whole race yeah. of people just because I'm... And that sums up Superman in such a way. It's like, 
yeah, I could I could rule this planet, but why he doesn't even think about that. He's a humanitarian. He's just like, well, why would I even why would I even judge them? Why would I yeah. even, you know, try and yeah. and do that? It doesn't make any sense. But they don't even comprehend it. Like to them, they're you know, it's like instantly we're just gonna take over. You know, they yeah. don't even understand why someone with that kind of power yeah. would be the but way then that he they learn from him. Yeah, he in inspired. their moment of like their moment of weakness, Superman doesn't take advantage of them. He shows them compassion. Compassion like, is Superman's greatest superpower. Yeah, and like he is kind to them and wants to help them. And like they suddenly realize the heart of Krypt the heart of Krypton is is in him. You know, like they suddenly realize that like all the others that like like, oh my God, like, yes, like you have shown us, like, it, and in an issue that at the time when I read it, I was like, oh, that's cool. Like, now in hindsight, I'm like, oh, that's very deep and like such a like resonant thing of yeah. like some of like being like, no, like you are a person who, yes, when you have power, you do what you wish. And you feel so almighty, and now you are weak, and now I have the power, and I'm going to show you compassion and like kindness, and I'm not going to crush you, even though I could, and even though maybe that would be the right thing to do. I'm going to like do the harder thing, and like promise you I'll help you later on. You know, like it's. I I think it just it just goes to you know Grant Morrison's idea of you know this is why Superman perseveres yeah. you know it's like it's not that he can fly and and that he has yeah. vision and he's he's invulnerable and all those things it's that he can do all that but he chooses kindness and that's yeah. that's inspirational like the yeah. the idea that you have all this power but you choose kindness is why he's so influential is why a, you know 5000 years from now there are supermen that he is in, you know that he is inspired yeah. it's why generations of of nerds reading superman comics were inspired by superman yeah. it's and, why people complain about superman being boring yeah <laughs> <laughs> Did you, yeah, and that's the thing. It's like, it was this, you know, and I, it, it's such a weird thing, too. Like, I like to read this and sit there and kind of go, Superman's boring. Like, how could you imagine this is the last thing from boring? Yeah, it's, yeah, a, it's incredible. Yeah. It's, it's so action packed and so, but also so challenging in a way because I feel like you. So many times in these stories, there's a certain twist that you would expect a comic to make that he doesn't make mm -hmm. because, like, that's not what Superman... Superman wouldn't do that. Right. Superman does this. And it's sort of like, ah, okay. Like, well, that's the twist to the story is that he Superman wouldn't do these things, you know? Like, I mean, it is... It's incredible. And if you were to tell me that, you know, like 20 years from now, this is like the Grant Morrison, Frank Quitely tour de force, I'd be like, yeah, like you guys, you killed it. There's, 
multiple issues in here that I'm just like, that's that's an amazing like yeah, it's, it's, we haven't it's, talked about it, but the lowest lane issue when they go to the Fortress of Solitude is also just an incredible comic book. <laughs> just like a great story, the way they tell the Jimmy Olsen stories are just an amazing story, like the way they tell it. The like, Jimmy Olsen, the Jimmy Olsen issue is so fun, and and yeah, it's it's you're just on a f- sort of redefining thrill ride of who and what Jimmy Olsen is. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, I think the you know the, they did that Jimmy Olsen twelve issue series lately, and and that to me, I mean, was such. Inspired, it had to be inspired by that oh, yeah. because yeah. Jimmy Olsen was yeah. Fraction mm-hmm. and Fraction and Libra were obviously inspired. Yeah, but that there was another awesome. Jim or Superman's pal Jimmy Olsen like one shots that came out a few years before this, and no, the the newer stuff is absolutely inspired by yeah because because I don't think there's ever been Jimmy Olsen stories that were told like this where you know what I mean, where jimmy is sort of his own hero and, and not even a, but, but just where he's he's such a personality and he's sort of this this force almost he's you like know. his own insane character he's yeah it's just like this own like weird like the way morrison and quietly like he's like his own force of nature almost yeah. in a way that just sort of like encounters Superman and the combination of them is their own thing. And what Fraction and Libra do so great is like what this force of nature does like <laughs> outside of it. And this is so funny and so like outlandish. It's just, yeah, it's great. Um, another question. Um, Philip Quick asked, have you guys seen the animated version of All Star Superman? And if so, what did you guys think about it? Um, yeah, I, I watched it today. I have not seen it in a while. I remember yeah. watching it. It, you know, from what I remember, the story's good, but it's like without Quietly's art, Boom. you know, exactly. You just, it, it's such a part of these issues. It's such a part of this story. It's, it's not the same. No other artist, I, I don't think, could have done it the same way that Quietly does it. It loses nuance. Yeah. yeah. And this book is a giant volume of nuance. I mean, there's so many little little parts. Um, you know, it, but it's not bad. I'm not saying it's ba- not no, bad. No, no. Uh, Dwayne Dwayne McDuffie um, did the screenplay or adaptation of it. I mean, it's a Tim verse, technically in the Tim verse. Um, but yeah, it doesn't have quietly's art in it there's there are there are specific scenes that are direct you know direct lifts from it does anyone i mean i you know we all love frank quietly i've loved frank quietly you know since the first time i ever saw his stuff but you know there's not many artists i don't think that can do both huge amazing like galactic storytelling mm-hmm. and also super subtle charming yeah. moments he makes steve lombard 
a doofus. I love right. that about Frank Quitely. You know, right? Like he really he nails both those ends. Like he does yeah. Steve Lombard's uh, hair pieces on fire and <laughs> that oh god Bizarro World. You know, like the one stuff. the one line where when the Kryptonians come to the Daily Planet. Yeah, and I got like the moves. And, and Lombard's like, hey man, I got the moves, but I'm not Superman. Yeah. <laughs> it's like that was so so Lombard. So Lombard. <laughs> that was such a beautiful line. <laughs> I know it's so great. I mean they they've it's yeah, I mean it's funny, you know, like to think about um I loved this issue, these all these stories when they were coming out at the time, but now in hindsight, I'm always like, oh, damn, these are just getting better. This is like one of those things where I'm like, oh, like this is actually like we joked about this at the start, but like, oh, no, like this is one of those things that's going to last like a long time. Yeah. Yeah, we talked about it a little bit. I mean, Chris, you you'd mentioned like I don't think it's quite up there with something like Watchmen or Dark Knight Returns yeah. just because of its I don't think it has the sort of shift in influence yeah. that yeah. those had. It, it didn't change the way that comics were made or but redefine man, man, the character. Yeah. It is absolutely a magnum opus. I mean, if if any creating duo did this, it's it's a hundred percent at the top of the list and they're you know, w- defining work because it's Morrison and, Gre- and and quietly, maybe it won't be their defining work, but it's got to be up there. As far as 12 issues of like anybody's work, it's as good as anything. Yeah. It you know. made me really want, I wanted, so, like, this made me wish that they made a. Batman and they made like a Batman and Superman world's finest with Frank Quitely. And because like just the part where he's like, ah, how's Batman? Oh, you know how Batman is. He's fine. Mm. You know, like just like, what would this version of Batman be where like, and then I thought a lot about their work on Batman and Robin. And like, I thought a lot about like, the act of like compassion that Batman has for um, Dick Grayson, Hmm. you know, and like thinking about like, Oh, like what if you made a story about like, just like Batman, who's this very damaged person, you know, like his act of true compassion is like, I'm going to save this person or tried to save this person from the thing I went through, you know? And like, like there's something about that that's so compelling that they seed in this about like the idea of like, what if every character just did the most compassionate thing and just like the most like, I mean, I think some of the better Superman or Batman stories yeah. out there have done that because you know, yeah. that was Robin. That was, yeah. you know, his choice to, 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 yeah adopt robin was like i'm gonna i'm he went through what i went through but i'm gonna try and but but i think he was conflicted in that process and And i think that's what their batman and robin was a lot of the the quietly and uh morrison was like 
Dick Grayson was kind of like the better Batman. Yeah, he was sort of like the less like damaged like. But I think that's what Batman. What that's what Bruce Wayne would have wanted. Yeah, was like I'm gonna do this thing to like make this person less. Like I'm gonna have this moment of compassion. Like the one thing Batman, the spirit of vengeance, like the thing who has no compassion, like his moment of compassion is Robin. You know, like this is like my moment of kindness and like my moment of like redemption. Do you think that, you know, if you look at a lot of Batman's villains, you know, a lot of his rogues gallery, there's at one point, at least in their origins, there was sort of like a sympathetic nature to a lot of them. And I think that's gotten lost a lot in Batman stories, Mm -hmm. but it, but it's almost like, you know, Batman could be any one of them. He could have been the Joker. He could have been, you know, you go through something tragic and you have a choice. I always think about like Clavis, such a tragic, right. The the more figure such like a, like, ah, Clayface is the character from Harley Quinn for me now. That's how I. That's how I always want to think. Like Mr. Freeze, Mr. Freeze is a sympathetic character. Oh shit! Going through something tragic, but he's going. He's he's reacting to it in a different way. But I don't think you see Batman ever be that. There's there's times where Batman is compassionate to his villains. Because he understands that. But I think a lot of times that's lost. I think a lot of writers just don't even think about that. You know, and I think it goes back to the same thing of like our our sort of sarcastic nature of looking at these characters and being like, well, you know, right. it, it's lame. It's yeah. lame to have compassion. It's lame to Superman's lame or yeah. Batman, you know, has to be this, this dark knight yeah. as opposed to a compassionate character or someone that is trying to do What's good, you know, and it's like it's corny, it's right? Corny to be compassionate. It's corny to show to try and let Lex. Superman just wants Lex to be good, and he knows it's in him. And that whole issue, Superman just wants Lex to <laughs> to be like gives him every opportunity to relent and be like not the villain. Right. And like we see that as like corny as yeah. opposed to like like you should punish him. But this Superman is like, I'm gonna give you every chance I can to be good because that's like what I'm about. You know, we had we had talked about, you know, earlier how he inspires people and we see that yeah. repeatedly through the series that that the people that he comes in contact with, they leave him better than they were before or more compassionate, more empathetic. Is that his frustration with Lex? He's like, Lex, just be Oh better. yeah. That's a great point. That's a great point because he's the, Lex is the only one that he can't reach. Right. His yeah. Influence cannot pierce that, yeah. that ego. He can't get to Lex. Yeah. That's a great, Lex that's is, a great point, Chris. Yeah. Like Lex can't, 
he inspires everyone else, but Lex can't see that in Superman. I know there's Lex good in you. Sees, he just, all he sees is the obstacle in Superman as opposed to like the, oh my God, like I should also be compassionate. He just sees like he, but yeah, that's the weakness, right? That's the weakness of humanity. Like within Lex is like this person who's, should inspire me. I only see an obstacle. Well, it's like, jealousy too. It's like yeah, he, yeah. he can't possibly um, look at himself long enough to say I could learn from him. It's well, if I had that, this is what I would do. If he wasn't here, this is what I would do. It's all ego and jealousy, and he yeah. could never he can never be humble enough to sit there and go, well, I could learn from someone like Superman. And and yeah, that's that's a really great point of like why Lex is such a villain, and he just you know, and 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 why he frustrates, and yet I think why he also you know it's really oh god, it's this book is so fucking deep, right? <laughs> well, yeah, but it's also a great idea of like why Superman and Lex are arch rivals because yeah. Lex is the one guy that Superman can't reach, so he would always be gravitated. He would be. He would be frustrated, but also fascinated and yeah. also determined to try and break yeah. through. And, and I love that scene. It's the one time Superman gets angry, right? Where he's like, yes. yeah, like, just like un, unflappable Superman who's always like, we'll find the best way to handle this, gets angry at Lex because he's just <laughs> like, why can't you just not be evil <laughs> like you can yeah, do so don't much be a dick. yeah <laughs> just don't be a dick yeah it's great it's it's incredible a, a true feat a yeah. true like artistic feat that like will it's been a couple of years since i read it and it's one of those things where like it's interesting because when it first came out i didn't have kids and now I have kids and I'm older and I read it and it resonates much differently for me in ways that it didn't when like I read it the first time. Sure. Much more like, uh, I'm like, uh, like, and also in the sense, like I said earlier, where Morrison, sometimes people kind of lock Morrison in, into this realm of like very heady stuff. This is, so emotionally like tied into reality and mortality and like there's a heart there's so much heart mm -hmm. to his superman that's yeah. like so apparent everywhere is how much superman loves people and like wants to help people the, and, the like, page not... with the with the gal who's going to commit suicide i mean that's yeah like such i mean Superman's gonna like yeah like there's such a like beating heart to his Superman that I think is missing a lot of times from like people's Superman is like this idea of like yeah he goes to save the girl who's gonna commit suicide yeah like how, how would how would another how would another writing and art team have Superman save a, a girl who who's gonna jump off yeah, of the I mean like Superman has that like right. he's gonna like 
He's going to catch her after she jumped because that's the action thing to do. And he brings her up and saves her. But Morrison and quietly, they, he comes and he comforts her and makes himself available for her to, you know, to, he doesn't catch her after she jumps. No, no. I mean, that's a great point. Like he saves her before that with compassion. Right. Yeah. Like he's there and like, he hears, he hears everything. And like, like, yeah, I mean, it's, it's rad. I mean, right. I don't know. I don't know many times I can say that, but like, <laughs> it's rad. It's definitely. It's rad. I mean, it's great. It, yeah, no, there's it is. So few things. There's so few things in comics where you read it and you're like, God damn, this is like so great. And yeah. it's such like a, an amazing feat to have made this thing that like when it came out, I was like, this is cool. And now in hindsight, I'm like, this is even cooler. And suddenly I'm like, this is kind of amazing. This is amazing that they made this thing. It's wine. It it keeps getting better. Right. And, and there's such a truth to it to like, like, like you were saying, Sal about like, as the world around us changes about compassion and about like what that means to like have the kindness towards the people you disagree with and the like a thing that I, you know, I could use. Right. Oh, I, th- I think, absolutely. <laughs> I think, I think all of us, you know, it's like, it's hard to empathize with someone that, angers you or that you yeah, don't right. understand or that whose view you don't agree with or you know it's 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 hard and that is i mean my god in the last you know six years of our lives here in this country we've been more polarized as a country than ever maybe ever since the civil yeah. war mm-hmm. because neither side can look at the other side with any compassion whatsoever it's all just hatred and 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 anger and and it, malice. It is an immovable. It, it, it's an immovable object and the uh, yeah. irresistible force. Yeah, so there's there's just a no... story like that that's about like just that. You have to both surround. is so like oh like I could use that I guess on some you know like it's it's very like and I think that's what's so defining for it is like. And, it, and it's interesting too in thinking of like in the context of Doom Patrol and thinking about like Morrison being this I always felt like when I was younger Morrison was like the high minded like complicated continuity weirdo and now as I get older I'm like Morrison's a big softy <laughs> who like tells these really great stories about like these really heartfelt things but there's also there's also in these issues which i love is there's some weird futuristic sci-fi bizarre shit that he throws Mm -hmm. in there as well but it all kind of it 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 just it fits so well it kind of weaves itself into the story where it doesn't overtake it it's like oh i'm gonna use a gravity gun why did i use a gravity gun yeah because it's gonna speed up your metabolism you know like that kind of shit where it's like that's Barry Morrison. Um, 
but he's a softy. That's yeah. the thing that I've just like discovered in the last couple of years. That I've as I've gotten older is like this guy. He's telling these softy boy stories. It's <laughs> like I didn't he's realize it when I was younger. Chaos magician. You yeah, know? and now I'm like, oh, I get it. Like and, and, you're actually telling stories about like real human emotions and i didn't understand it when i was like 23 and i didn't get what doom patrol was about and now that i'm older i'm like oh okay i get what this like with i feel that way i mean we talked about sandman and it's like the same thing i read all those issues when i was younger but now going back and reading them again and it's like oh man they hit Uh, me in in a different way you know yeah you know it's and great it's how pretty, comics can do that, right? It, it is amazing how stories can just... You take from them as much as you kind of give into them. You know what I mean? Like, you put so much into the story that reflects yourself in so different part, parts of your yeah. life. You know, but, it's like, but, good, but good comics will let you do that. I mean, we always talk about Watchmen, how um, on surface level, it's just a really good, you know, whodunit murder mystery. But then whenever you start, you know, taking the layers off, it becomes even better. And I think All-Star Superman is that. It's it's a great superhero story, right? Yeah. But it also, it's, you know. I mean, it's, god damn. You know, I think about it. I, the same day I read the All-Star Superman issue where um, he goes back to meet his dad. I was watching a Doom Patrol episode that also made me tear up. And I was like, Grant Morrison, you son of a bitch. You, I used to think of you as like this weirdo chaos magician. And now I figured it out. You're actually like clued into human emotions on a level that I didn't understand. And now, because I watched it, I was watching Doom Patrol second season i'm like this is all about dads this is about making like this is all about like dads and daughters dads and dads and daughters and it's all about like the things you feel and like larry trainer and his kids and like i was like oh man damn dude you got me you (laughs) (laughs) you know in a way that like I'll be, I'll be, I'll be fair. Like I was thinking a lot about Morrison and I was like, oh. when I was younger, I always thought of Morrison as like, yeah, yeah. Like he did all these like interesting things. Now that I'm older and I read those same things over again, I'm always like, God, you son of a bitch. You made me feel like you. This is why Morrison you, frustrates me so much is when he, he, because he, there's times where he writes yeah. as as heartfelt as good of stories as I could ever want in comics, mm-hmm. and then there's times where it's just like, what the yeah. fuck are you? What is this? What this am is, I reading? Yeah. What the yeah. fuck am, am I? You know, and and, and yeah. it just is so frustrating as a fan. You know, over the years, obviously, you guys have heard me bitch about Grant Morrison and and that kind of thing. Yeah. You know, there's no question he's a brilliant fucking writer. Yeah, I mean, he, yeah, obviously. Obviously, but yeah. it's just like it can be frustrating for me because it's like All Star Superman and then Multiversity, and it's just like I don't even know yeah. what the fuck I'm reading when I'm reading Multiversity or or the Seven Soldiers. Like I like I I don't even yeah. understand it. 
I actually kind of dug Southern Soldiers, but but then he writes, you know, We Three, and he writes All Star Superman. It's just like, well, you can do this. You can do this. A drop of a fucking hat. You son of a bitch. You wrote the issue where Superman goes back in time to <laughs> see his dad, and it's a great single issue of a Superman comic, and it's perfectly emotionally attuned to make me cry. <laughs> I want. I think we're gonna have to dive into like Tom's relationship with his father at yeah. some point here yeah. because that issue is yeah. obviously touched on <laughs> some emotion. I haven't read it in a long time, and I read it, and I was like, "Oh fuck!" Like, damn, Grant, you got. <laughs> you, do you guys? You, do you guys see you or, me, or think that this is? Um, it's it's a it's a Christ like story. I don't know. I've never, I've never equated Superman with Christ. Like how people. many, how many robots uh, um, did Christ have? Help! No, how many? <laughs> no, how many robot helpers did he have? Was I, there a dozen? Was there twelve? I and Probably. and the number seven one was a traitor. Yeah, I mean, I just think I don't, I don't, I don't know the Bible I, that well. Well, no, I, I'm just it. It kind of checks yeah. some boxes if you're looking for it. I mean, I think like a lot of that symbolism in the Morrison stuff sort of works, but also as like I get older, like I said, like I think Morrison is so it's such a softy in not a bad way, but like in like oh, like as I get older, I'm like oh fuck, like you get like something I didn't understand when I was younger, and now I'm starting to get. Like what both the humor and like the emotional resonance and like the like what it means to be important to someone and what it means to like have compassion and kindness and like to like not not use your powers to crush someone, right? Like that so much of the Morrison stuff feels like that's what the stories are about is like, what does it mean when I decide not to like destroy you? You know, (laughs) I mean, that seems dumb to say. No, but it's the difference between, I mean, and I've said this before, it's like you, anytime one of my friends is going to have children, like the first for the first time, I always say the same thing. It's like, I can't tell you what it's going to be like, you can only experience it yourself. Like there's no explaining it. There's no way that I could tell you what it's going to be, but your life is going to be before you have children and then your life after you have children. And there's nothing like that because like what you're saying is the idea of you have now this other life form that you've created, that you're responsible for, that you have for a long time, ultimate power over. And you have to understand that responsibility of that. You know, with great power comes great responsibility. Well, there's really, like, there's very little power in everyday life of a human being. There's less, you know, there's very less, or there's very few things that are less powerful than being a parent in the sense of you're with someone every day, you're guiding them, you're showing them, you're teaching them, you're trying to raise someone and you can be a really shitty parent very easily 
or you could be a, a good parent and it's, it's harder to be a good parent than it is to be a shitty one. And I think that's what Superman is all about. He's sort of, he's the world's dad and yeah. he's taken on that responsibility. And so when he makes those tough decisions, the difference between being 20 something years old and not having kids and, and then being in your thirties and having children, I think is, you know, it's life shifting and, and you see it from a different perspective where you now understand that responsibility that maybe Superman holds and that nobody else is telling him. There's no rule. You know what I mean? Like as a parent, there's no, like nobody's paying attention to what you're yeah. doing day in and day out for the most part as a parent. You just have to figure it out and you have to make the decision to either be a shitty parent or be a good parent. It's a and rash that I have to leave because my kids are yelling at me right now. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Dad. Dad, you have to put me to bed. There you go. There's your decision. Late. That's that's There's just... my decision. They're up way too late. Wait. I'm going to put them to bed. They're on vacation. They're... Yeah, yeah, they're on vacation. Yeah, it's okay. It's okay. That's what happens. It's life. They're staring at me. All right. well, I'm glad that you had the feels tonight, Tom. <laughs> I get. I did have the feels tonight. <laughs> Grand Morrison, Frank Quitely, you did it. <laughs> you got him. You got him, guys. You got me. You got me on the train. You got me. All right. Well, uh, Tom, we'll let you uh, uh, get off and tuck the kids in, and we'll uh, we'll finish up business here. All right. I'll see you guys next week. Love you. Compassion to all of you. Compassion, kindness. Kindness. Go hug your kids. Yeah, hug don't, your kids. Hug the dick. people you love. Yeah, don't be, try and be kind. Be good. Don't always do the fastest, easiest thing. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. All right. Peace. See you, brother. See Later, ya. Brother. All right. Now it's just us. We finally right. got rid of the dead weight. Right. Finally. Now, now <laughs> let's dive into this thing. Let's now. really get into this. We got another right. hour. Panel, panel by panel, <laughs> all 12 issues, dissecting them. No. Um, I, you know, I do want to make a point. I, I, I really feel like this is one of the few pieces of work, like this, this kind of volume, where I, I don't feel like there was a wasted word on any page. It just felt very master class. Yeah, I mean, you know, it's it's like I said, it's almost like a benefit to Morrison to sort of just be like him wanting to pay homage and sort of write a love letter where he dials back some of his more wild thinking, you know, for whatever reason. Mm -hmm. Um and just shows how good of a fucking writer he is. And then and then quietly you know, being able to, one is, is a master, but then given a script and given the free reign and giving, you know, sort of the, the, a partner to work with where huge ideas and I'm sure just, you know, kind of take, take it where you want and do what you want and, and quietly being the master that he could quiet use. moments, quiet. Moments. Oh, absolutely. Oh. Yeah. Both. I mean that, but that's what I mean by, you know, being given a script really, to really be able to, to stretch and do all sorts of different things and, and, yeah. you know, and show how great of an artist his character. I mean, he's one of the most, best. Oh, he's they, one of my moat so much. I mean, there before Clark, you know, 
fumbles and saves someone, you know, making it look like his clumsiness, there's always a little visual cue in the panel before where you see Superman is the only person that knows what's really happening. And there's this little visual cue that you get with it. And it's, I mean, it's just, it's perfect. Yeah. No, it's, 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 it's a beautiful collection of comics. If you, if you somehow read this and you think Superman is lame, then you're just never going to be a Superman fan. And, oh. and honestly, it's like this to me, you know, it's like, fuck, go fuck yourself, Zack Snyder and all the <laughs> Zack Snyder fans that think that that's Superman, that that is that Zack Snyder has any fucking clue. Those are the people that root for Homelander. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. it's like, just fuck off. Yeah. You know, this is, this is what Superman is supposed to be. This is, this mm -hmm. is, you know, who Superman is. And, and, you know, it, it just, it, it almost makes me laugh. It wasn't so fucking sad for the people that, you know, kind of root for uh, Superman to kill and, and, and think that that's in any fucking way, shape or form representative the, the, of, the, of the core of that character. Yeah. Of almost a hundred years of that character. Mm -hmm. It's like, you're, you're fucking clueless. You just, you know, you're just fucking clueless. So, but um, yeah, this, this to me is, you know, as good as it gets yeah. um, Superman stories. Yeah. Uh, you know, it's, it's, it's good defining for me. It's, you know, this, yeah. you know, Alan Moore's um, uh, man of tomorrow, whatever uh, happened. Yeah. You know, I, that's, you know, that's, you know, if you're Ed um, Burns, I would um, say this is more enjoyable than, than Moore's, yeah, I mean, Moore's what, whatever happened to the Man of Tomorrow is a great story, but I think it, this is a yeah. more enjoyable read than yeah. that. As far story. as like you know, top Superman stories that I would pull off the the shelf and read again. I mean, this this is number one, you know, uh, out of you know, kind of those those other ones, you know. Uh, yeah, the um, run. what's the uh, the Tim Sale? Uh, oh, and uh, um. Up in the sky or Superman Blue? Is it Superman Blue? Superman Blue. Yeah. That's sounds right. Yeah. yeah. Um that is I think is up there for me. But yeah, this is this is one of the best. I mean, really is just some of the best comics work, super superhero comics work out there. Yep. Yeah. Two of the best in the business work who are actually better together. Yeah, yeah. Well, quietly is just Quietly's a fucking master. I mean, he really is yeah. just um, unbelievable. It's just, yeah. it's just kind of unreal how good he is uh, and has been for years. And yet, I don't know that people talk about him all that much. I mean, he's not as prolific as maybe he could be. He doesn't do That's, like you know, yeah, ongoing kind of things. But mm -hmm. goddamn, every time he does something, it's it's special. Yeah. It's I almost you know yeah he's he's unique but he's like on the spectrum of artists he's somewhere between like Kevin McGuire and Mobius yeah yeah and that's a pretty good spectrum to be on <laughs> right you know he he does he, he uh, emotes and does the the funny and the exaggerated like that fucking snarl that that Luther has <laughs> in that one panel you probably remember it. I mean that is sure. like. That's, I mean, that's Kevin McGuire esque cartooning, but it has that just like weird kind of not quite reality 
that he puts on everything. There's also, and I don't even, I mean, I almost thought it was an homage and it may have been, but there's a scene where um, when Lex has his powers and he gets hit by a car and the car like explodes around him, it felt mm -hmm. very much like, um, uh, what's his name? Uh, oh, hard Boiled. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it yeah. felt very much like Hard Boiled. It felt like an homage to an heart to the cover of Hard Boiled Number One. Yeah, where that car is just exploding, and, and you're seeing like actually like drawn like bolts. Yeah, and, yeah. that's right. what it felt like. I mean, that, I mean, like I said, is there's that part of him too. Like he can do incredibly detailed yeah. stuff. Um, yeah, and it's just it's just kind of crazy. Yeah, yeah. He's yeah he's near the top of the list for me. It's is you know working artist he's fantastic and in this this i think will be i it, tom said you know i don't know if this is their magnum opus you know it's i hope not i hope they do more stuff uh like this but you know it's at this point i mean you've got a you know one in the hall of fame so yeah right um yeah i don't know i don't know what uh i would say better than this that they've done together or, or even yeah. separately i don't know i mean well you know I, I know animal man for for morrison is certainly one of those books that people talk about but um you know the authority um we three flex mentalo yeah um but yeah this is as good as anything you know like i said and anyone else does this 12 issues and it's their magnum opus. Um, so I don't know. Yeah, it may be the best thing that they've ever done together. Yeah. yeah. You know, or separately. It's dope. All right. Well, um, I'm sure uh, everyone stopped listening because Tom left. So we should probably just wrap it up. Drunken Tom, just Drunken, rambling. Had the, had the feels. He's like, guys. He did. He was tried very emotional. Brain. To, uh, to uh, bring you to tears on the Chicago CTA, it has to be very, very moving. I've been there before. Um, all right. So this has been our trade talk uh, real quick because we are going to wrap up. Um, I couldn't top this, so I'm going to go kind of in the other direction because um, anything I've followed this up with is... So you're gonna go with something really shitty? With not <laughs> shitty, but definitely just more comedic in tone. And oh, I thought you were gonna take JLA Earth Two as the no. Narrative. We're no, gonna just do that, all great. But let's give let's give quietly and Morrison a, a break for wow. for a month here. Um, <clears throat> she Hulk just premiered on Disney Plus, so I want to go back and read uh, mm -hmm. She Hulk Volume One: Law and Disorder. By uh, Charles Schultz. Charles Soul. Really? Yeah. Interesting. Okay. Yeah. It's what I think a lot of this uh, series is going to be based on. Well, it's called Law, like it's called Law, law, law yeah. and Order. So, yeah, yeah. Attorney, attorney at yeah. Law. Yeah. yeah. Um, and he was he is a lawyer, right? Charles Schull, I, I believe, is the Soul, lawyer. Yeah. 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 Um, well, there you go. There's our next. Uh, I'm not as thrilled about that pick, but what am I going to fucking follow up All Star Superman with? Another classic. You got to pick a classic. If you're going to pick She Hulk, why not The Burn? 
She-Hulk. Like that was the that was the defining She-Hulk in my yeah, opinion. Yeah, I I really like Charles Soule, and I wanna I wanna see his take on on She-Hulk. All right, I ha I don't know that I've ever I've read it, so um, yeah. there we go. That's our yeah. next book of the month. Book of the book of the month. Book of the two weeks. Trade talk. Trade talk. Trade talk. So there you go. So uh, She Hulk Volume One: Law and Disorder. Uh, yeah. Uh, if you want to contact us, email us info at around comics. Uh, we love getting questions about stuff. Uh, love the activity on the live stream tonight, guys. Uh, thanks for uh, chiming in. Yeah. Some discussion between them, which was which was great. Uh, so you getting a lot that. of uh, we're getting a lot of I don't know what's going on. Well, I think it was the Sandman mm -hmm. episode seemed to get a lot of like Twitter activity. We had a, we had a shit ton of like people retweeting that episode and uh, and just like liking and and yeah sharing that episode. So thank you everybody right. that shared that. Please share all of our episodes. We we yeah. love when you know if you like an episode, please share it on Twitter, or Facebook, just so other people you know. It's a competitive market out here for comic book podcasts, so any 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 help uh, is is appreciated for sure. Yeah. And if you're a new listener, uh, welcome. Hope you uh, enjoyed it. We we usually go around an hour on these, but hey, we're talking about a modern classic, so we went a little bit longer. Uh, also, if you are a new listener, you should know about our Patreon. Uh, if you want to throw a few shekels our way, you can get some bonus content content by going to patreon.com forward slash around comics uh some of that uh, extra content is uh, actv which sal and i talk about uh geek culture and uh in general tv and movies and other stuff uh that's every week and uh, you get that for uh, being a patreon and speaking of that i want to throw out there we get a lot of people contacting us through email or through Facebook, that kind of thing, like promoting their independent books or their Kickstarters. And to be honest, we don't, you know, we don't like technically review books, you know, like we don't take books for submission to then review them. It's just not what we really do as a show, but there was I, a time, but not now <laughs> there was a time. We don't really do that any longer. So you know, but I feel bad that you know, it's like there's a lot of creators out there that are trying to promote their work and that kind of a thing. Um, but I want to maybe try and do something like once a month of talk about an independent book that I I'll, maybe I'll just do on on uh, our Patreon or something, um, just to sort of help people out a little bit because I do feel bad for like awesome. creators and, that, and and that was kind of where we kind of started the show years and years and years ago was mm -hmm. a lot of independent books we like talking about independent books at this point we just that Jeff Lemire guy yeah yeah Jason Aaron Ed Brubaker you know all those, yeah all those guys that you know <laughs> indie little indie guys little indie guys yeah um we really liked helping out so um yeah so Send me your submissions. Maybe I'll pick one a month and do a Patreon uh, review or, or commentary of your book. But here's the caveat. I'm not going to be nice. I will be honest. Um, I will tell you what I think about your book. So it's not going to necessarily be um, just a, a promotion of your work. 
If you if you want me so to be review, confident, be confident before you submit. If you want to review your book, want me to review your book, I will review your book, but it is going to be a review and I will tell you what I think about it. So good or bad, that's what's going to happen. So there you go. If you, if you feel confident in your work, um, go ahead and send it and, and maybe I'll do like one a month and, and, uh, and, and talk about Sal's it. Sal's getting all Alex Toth. Well, you know what I mean? <laughs> At this point, it's like... <laughs> It doesn't do you any good for me to sit here and, and, and blow smoke up your ass if your comic is is not up to snuff. And I've read enough and studied enough and seen enough and talked to enough creators. And, you know, it's like I maybe I could actually help someone, you know. And, and so if you want more of a critique than a promotion, I'll be happy to do that. We're not here to promote anybody's work. That's just not what we do. No, we're, we're here not, to talk talk comics we're here to talk comics but if you want me to critique your work i'll be happy to do that and and give you my honest opinion good or bad whatever it is yeah have you ever been to a, a convention and and stood next to an a, a, a working professional artist as they do a portfolio review yeah and it's not <laughs> yeah it's, it's fascinating and you know who i you know yeah. how i watch do that neil oh. adams oh Ooh, yeah. I bet that was brutal. Oh, yeah. Fucking brutal. Um, yeah, you did not want to go to Neil Adams' table and ask for a portfolio review if you were expecting, like, monkey shines. You were going to get the fucking cold, hard truth. Yeah. And and that's what you need, though. I mean, that's the reality of it is, is like, yeah, it doesn't do you any good. I, if I think he even had a personal rule that he was going to just savage someone on their first time coming to them and if they came back then he would then you got the sand you got you got the sand you got what it takes kid yeah and i and i think i've read i may be mistaken i i feel like i i read or or heard that 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 was part of his screening process especially whenever he was running the studio right that makes sense yeah it's if um, you don't have thick skin you're not going to make it you know and like it, i i saw phil hester give a, a review and he was he was like the perfect teacher that you want because he was very firm in what wasn't working but also very positive about what was working um said you know this is what you need to work on you know keep at it and you know come back to me again and you know I, i'm interested to see how you grow it was like it's like oh wow thanks dad i mean he was just he was great with it i remember um it was right before we started doing around comics i went to wizard world and i did a i i sat in on a on phil's he he was doing a um a panel it wasn't a panel but it was a class on how to draw comics and uh it was one of the best that i'd ever seen it was right. he was one of the best teachers um yeah phil's just fantastic you want to talk about maybe an all-time underrated artist in comics? How about just an underrated dude? Like, oh yeah, you know what I mean? Like, just as a guy, you know, yeah, just just one of the best, one of the first of the, uh, first pro interview on the show, way of, back when. One of the best guys ever. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Heart of gold. All right, um, that'll do it for this one. Um, I got nothing else. You, Sal. I'm good. All right. We will be back uh, next Thursday, regular around comics 
um, no trade talk. Um, that'll be two, three weeks from now. Um, so we'll do that next Thursday. Uh, thanks everyone for watching and listening. In the meantime, in between time, we'll be everywhere in and around, around. comics. Whew.